Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, discerns. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tribulation Farce, the Left Behind podcast. I am one of the co-hosts on the podcast, Tim Lanning, and joining me as always is my wife, Jennifer Cheek. Hello, uh, wife. Hello, hello, husband. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a little chilly. It's a little chilly, but it's nice, it's though. Nice. It's cozy. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Our house is full of, uh, of ghouls and goblins right mm-hmm. now because it's the Halloween season. Pumpkins. Yeah, pom-poms, stuff that, you know, Christians back in the day would hate. (laughs) One of my favorite stories of going to Christian school in Bible class was when one of the, I think I've already told this before, uh, maybe even on this podcast, uh, where one of the students asked my Bible teacher, Uh do you let your kids trick or treat? And he gave him like, like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, it's no more secular than... (laughs) Then Christmas, and I was like, "What?" Was this, your, was this your cool teacher? Yeah, it was my cool teacher. Yeah, the, you probably yeah, he probably broke their brains. Then. Oh yeah, he's like, "Come on, man, think about it. It's not that big a deal." I mean, personally, my church like would do the thing where it's like it's not Halloween. Um, but it, it, it's All Saints Day, come, and everyone come dressed up. Come dress up. It's a Bible for, character. For the <laughs> fall festival to celebrate the harvest, I am a Ninja Turtle. I think it's very funny that, like, my, like, Baptist-ass church, like, took All Saints Day from Catholics, which they, like, hate. Yeah. It's, <laughs> They're just, like, anything to not let it be Halloween. Like, I legit definitely remember watching, like, a VHS tape at church of, like, the evils of Halloween. Mm, Yeah, yeah. It was probably already, like, a decade old by the time I was watching it. Well, here we are, nearing the end. The penultimate. The penultimate section of Left Behind, the very first book in the Left Behind series, Boy, howdy! We uh, we 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 get one point five Christians this this yeah, uh, recording. It's very salvation heavy in this mm-hmm. section, but we also get some very sick antichrist action. Yeah, so. yeah, we uh, uh, are mourning. We're sad. It's funny that when I was reading the book today, I was like, "God damn it!" I- <laughs> Chloe, don't do <laughs> <I know>. it. <laughs> like, don't be a Christian. I knew it was coming, but like, stop. Tim, you goddamn idiot. You're reading a Christian book that you've read before. <laughs> Tim's like, maybe this time Chloe and Book won't <laughs> become Christian. Yeah, I mean, even then, I don't see how a good character in these books cannot become Christian. No, they have to. They there's, have no, to be, there's, like, there's no option. Like, I agree. If I was writing this book, it'd be like, well, they would be Christian, but they would say how it's like cool or something. Yeah, yeah well, huh. like. I guess they do too. It's like, isn't it fucked up well, to do this? Oh my god! Well, they also immediately go into like militia mode, like once they get in, which we will get into later. Yeah. They're ready to fucking 
<laughs> smash some heads. I crack some skulls for the Lord. Gotta get in the Lord's army. Gotta give oh it up. My Chapter twenty two. Ah! <laughs> book is book is sleeping poorly, guys. Oh, so this man. is right after the whole dinner where Rayford's spilling his guts, like really, really trying hard to convert everyone and. Yeah, Buck was actually pretty affected by all this. It's interesting to remember and to remind yourself, and the book does it constantly, so it gets rid of some of the interesting aspect of, like, Buck lived through that Russia invasion of Israel. So. Yes, so he already, like, and I think he said it before, he already, like, was like, okay, fine, I believe in God. I yeah. believe in a God now. I think, like, his first chapter yeah. was like, all right... There's something, and it's most likely God, and probably a God that enjoys Israel. Right. Yeah, Book, even he says, um, he had known beyond a doubt for the first time in his life that unexplainable things out there could not be dissected and evaluated scientifically from a detached Ivy League perspective. Yeah. I was like, are they, are they trying to dunk on me right now? I mean, my, my Ivy League perspective? Generally, <laughs> yes, yes. The idea, uh, I mean, Ivy League, I, didn't realize until it was later. Doesn't mean anything other than like these are expensive. They're fancy schools. <laughs> They're fancy schools. Like, I'm yeah. sure that it used to mean a lot, and maybe they would. I don't know. Be part of the Illuminati, but now it's like. They're just part of the racket gang. Who cares? Yeah. But still, it is shorthand for like you know, brain headed. I I think it's liberal elites. Yeah. Left. Yeah. Left coast liberal elites. It's funny the words they kind of use for um, each side of things, where it's like, all right, analytical, uh, um, um, free thinking, a pilot, Ivy League. <laughs> you know, all things that we all agree are like where big brain geniuses go. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, but Buck is like really like he's, he's tossing and turning, mm-hmm. thinking about what Rayford said, and he's like, okay, I know I believe in God. I do believe in God. Uh, but then he like has this kind of thought where he's like basically, well, actually, let me just read this directly. What had been the matter with him? Everyone in the world, at least those intellectually honest with themselves, had to admit there was a god after that night. Like, I get, this is, again, like, where I can just feel Tim LaHaye, like, yeah. Jerry Jenkins is writing, and Tim LaHaye just, like, appears over his shoulder <laughs> to, like, you know, move his hand. More heavy-handed, please. Yeah, like, everyone who's intellectually honest with themselves believes in god. I mean, what? Okay. I, okay. I think I have to agree with him. I mean, in this scenario. In this scenario. I don't know if that's still, I don't know if that proves god. You don't know. It could be anything. It could be aliens. Well, I think the Eli and Moesha and, you know. Wow, Tim's getting pilled right now. Tim's going to try to convert me, actually. <laughs> well, no, again, it's just if it happens. Like, we've had this conversation I, right, before. I know, I know. If the rapture happens and it's not a leftover situation, then we'll have to have a conversation. Then yeah. as soon as we – We'll have to make a, 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 a tribulation plan. Yeah. As soon as we realize it's not a leftover situation, like I said in a previous episode – Bunker, three weeks to be yeah. angry. After the three weeks, time to be a little freak. Yeah, try to, we have to brainwash ourselves into loving Christianity. Yeah, I'm going to take my earrings out and put my Bible in. Yeah, I'm going to grow my hair out long yeah, and, and become a subservient wife. Remember how to play the piano correctly. Oh, God. <laughs> I just got stressed out even thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, Buck is like, what's my fucking problem? Why can't I believe? Like, mm-hmm. I I do believe it. And we see this kind of same uh, brain process with Chloe where she's like, yeah. intellectually, I do believe it now, but I can't get myself over the line. Yeah, it's interesting later in the chapter how they use Chloe for Buck. Yes. And I felt like it 
both did the bad thing and kind of the good thing where again chloe does not have pov chapters or she's not pov character yeah not yet anyway um so it it is a little weird how they have to kind of like write her and things like that especially when you're approaching it from like a critical eye and a oh are the female characters getting their proper due in this christian book from 1994 uh extremely no (laughs) extremely no but i do think it was interesting later given all this stuff of like Chloe went through all of this same thing that Buck is going through right now, we find out, and, and you know, towards the end of the chapter. And it's kind of – I think it's kind of interesting the way that she talks to him given all this stuff. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was it was um, a good choice, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not as good as a choice as Chloe being her own character early right. or yeah. as good of a choice to be like – here, we're going to sell you the Left Behind books, but instead of saying they're Christians, they're like, I don't know, Zordons. They're, they're, uh, yeah, they have magic. Right? They have magic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just give another, actually, Tim, can you read this quote that Buck is thinking to himself? What did it say about him? What despicable kind of subhuman creature had he become? That even the stark evidence of the Israel miracle, for it could be called nothing less, had not thought his spirit's receptiveness to God. I feel like uh, the author being like making Buck be like, "Oh, I'm a despicable subhuman creature. I'm a, worm. I'm a, I'm worm. a freaking worm." Yeah, that's uh, like really my Buck. Thing? Like, this doesn't make any. I don't know, man. Like, I, yeah, he's it's what? it's four a.m. He can't sleep. He's tossing and turning. So what else does one do? It's time to self-loathe. Like, I fucking suck. And <laughs> now that's believable. Yeah, that's yeah. Believable. I mean, that's 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 me for real. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I mean, my man did see a fucking miracle. So yeah. So Buck isn't ready to fully commit yet, but he's like, okay, I am going to talk to Bruce Barnes to help me figure it out. Um, and then there's another little section here where Buck is thinking, and he's like, well, if Rayford's right. Then it's like, cause but basically Buck is like, okay, I'd already always kind of thought that if heaven was real, mm-hmm. it'd just be like, oh, you're more of a good person than a bad person. So you right. can get in. Um, yeah, a but classic. now Buck is learning, uh, 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 you know, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, <laughs> but according to his mercy, he saved us. Thank you. <laughs> it just comes out. Like I just remember it. <laughs> it like arises from the depths. My wanna training. It will never leave you. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's so interesting that evangelicals are straight up like it. You could be a terrible, terrible person and still go to heaven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's wild and like conversely, like you could have done good things your whole life, and if you just don't say like three words, oh right, yeah, or even like weirder, you followed the wrong religion that was also doing good works and good <laughs> shit. You yeah. know, feeding the hungry, treating your no, neighbor. No, that shit doesn't matter. Which is why. <laughs> This is why a lot of Christians, I think, don't care about doing good works because they're already saved. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't I need mean, to act right. <laughs> they, they do say and do think that the good works will come um, from being Christian. But, like, mm, let's look at the enough. news. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, I do feel like there's vaguely a, like, well, I need to do good works so I have a good mansion in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> like, was that, like, kind of an implication? Like, well. Kind of, yeah. Your house yeah. is not going to be, your, your situation is not going to be dope in heaven if you're not yeah, doing I, good I, stuff. Yeah. I could never really figure out the the ratio, the, like, sort of one-to-one transactional nature of it. It's But it's, it's basically like, hey, man. 
do not store your values for Earth. Get ready for heaven. It's going to be sick, baby. There's going to be, like, s- streets made of so many different kinds of stones, like, so many j- jewels and gems. You, gonna, don't even, you don't even know. If you t- take a tumble in heaven, get ready. It's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it's, it's very weird how so few, quote-unquote, Christians – are able to see how strange everything is, and they're too deep in it. Like, like you have to be away from it for a while to be like, oh, it's what? so 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 surprise hypocritical. It's insane. Like <laughs> I remember, you know, even hearing stories of like, okay, this is a story told by a Christian to show how other Christians are being bad. There was like a one of my Bible teachers, not the good one, um, was basically sending shoes and food and you know whatever whatever to a missionary and she didn't have a lot of money because she taught at my christian school right and her uh, the person like at her church or something like that who was rich as fuck was she's like oh so and so missionary needs extra shoes for this thing yada 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 and the rich christian was like well you know i've already hit my tax deductible of this year so i'm not gonna send the shoes and i was like at the time, I was like, what the fuck? Now I'm like, that whips. Make yeah. your religion work for you. You, you got you to get those tax breaks. It's but really then, important. On the other end of things, it's like, yeah, we hear that, we say that. And then if you ever would have asked like a pastor, uh, you know, a, a Bible teacher or what have you, they would just say, yeah, real Christians would do the good things. But the other thing that I always heard, was, and maybe explicitly when we were in like, um, uh, I think a sociology class or something like that, where it was like a special class that we didn't always take because the original teacher was uh, spending the old night in jail for soliciting a little sex worker. Ooh, uh, now, where did this happen? Behind a Long John Silver's <laughs> in the parking lot of a Kmart. I never get tired of hearing about it. It's great, yeah. Uh, so we had this other guy that was like weirder. And he has been on History Channel shows and things like that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, like one of his quotes is, of course, everything in the Bible is true. All of it. It's not, none of it's theoretical, but. Was he on Ancient Aliens? <laughs> probably. Uh, he, he was, he, but his whole thing was, we don't need the government to step in and do, you know, uh, handouts to oh, people. Oh, that's, that is a favorite argument. Why the government doesn't um, need to do the welfare state because yeah. it should be the church doing it. And it's even like, well, at you guys suck ass at it. <laughs> like, bitch, look around you. How, I mean, how can you say something? It's just so aggravating and rage inducing that people can approach this as an intellectual, as a, you know, pipe smoking theorist about stupid shit like this. Yeah. And yet not even look out their goddamn window. Like, I know that we're black pilled <laughs> and all that stuff and we see the worst, but I'm even like 1%, man, like, how, 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 how do you not put two and two together that everything's fucking up here? So Buck is musing to himself, was it possible? Could he be on the cusp of becoming a born-again Christian? <laughs> he had always considered the born-again label akin to ultra-right-winger or fundamentalist. I thought that was very interesting that very they interesting. said that yeah, <laughs> in it's, this book. Because I guess ultra-right-winger at this time didn't really include what we would consider the Republican Party because 
you know, 1995, we still kind of kept the veil on things. Yeah. So now ultra right winger, they would wear it They're like, loudly. I am loudly. a Nazi. <laughs> I am a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't as rowdy. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure awful things were things were bad. That the same too. the same things were happening. They just weren't as but like you know gleeful about it. Like around this time period, Bill Clinton was getting impeached because he had like an affair. And like now, look at all the various things that are, are like just yeah. no big deal in yeah. the public arena. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, different time. Yeah, so Buck also, again, all this section is basically just Buck thinking to himself also. A lot of this book, nothing fucking happens. No. And it's it just kind Buck of made tossing and turning and walking <laughs> and, and, and pacing and being like, but damn. Yeah. Should I be a Christian though? It's the same conversations we've had other people have. Yes. Uh, it's not inherently more interesting to hear it for a fifth time, but then again, you know, they're setting up the characters. It is just super surprising how little capital P plot like things that happen happen in the first book of Left Behind. It's mostly mm-hmm. just people yeah. worrying, talking, and going on airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Buck, he says to himself that if he does decide to take the step to fully become a Christian, that he vows to educate the world on what that confusing little term really meant. And by that, he means born again. Very strange choice of words here, all I, around. Very weird. I feel like this is a thing that, like, fundy Christians love doing. Like, oh, this term was confusing. What does it mean? Like, it's not confusing. Yeah. I'm not confused. It's a derogatory. I know exactly what it means. <laughs> right. It's a derogatory term that we use for you. Yes. Uh, it, <laughs> yes, exactly. But you you also use it yourself, but you, whatever. Yeah. Like, you mean it in a good way, and yeah. I mean it in a derogatory way. Buck vowed to teach everyone how he too was a Bible thumper and it's good. Yeah, yeah. So Buck Valley goes to sleep and he wakes up, I assume, without his alarm once mm-hmm. again. It's, it's implied, I think. <laughs> and he's so excited because he's going to see Chloe on yeah. the airplane. And he's like, man, I sure hope Ray knows how big of a deal he was to me about the freaking <laughs> Lord getting inside of me. Wow, I sure do am thankful for that. I hope Rayford's happy and not sad right now. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> Ray, Rayford being all sad because Dude. no one's picking up his Christianity bait. Like, I fucking suck He at literally this. thought, is it so far, Rayford felt he was a failure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll let you are. Yeah, you're... <laughs> you suck ass. You suck ass, Ray. Uh, you did technically trick your daughter last night. Congrats to you. But he doesn't know it. You don't know it. And you did get through to Bucky. And if you were better at reading people, you wouldn't be beating your little self up now. Rayburn is such a dumbass because he also said that he believed he'd seen the last of Cameron Williams. And I'm like, sir, you're going to be with him for, I think, like every book going forward. I know it's like. It's not fair to characters in books, but sometimes you just want to say, bro, you're in a book. You're in a book. How do you not know what happened? It was just on the previous page. Like, do you not feel the the, the glorious purpose upon your shoulders? Yeah, don't you feel the plot moving you around? Like, bro, you're going to have to learn how to use an AK-47. <laughs> how dare you just think that you're not going to see Buck again? Oh, my God. I Get really, out of here. I don't remember, but I really want there to be, like, training montages from Tribulation Force. Yeah, I don't remember either, but... Uh, I, I do know once the Mark of the Beast comes in, oh, and they're like, man. it's go time. We can oh, kill him. <laughs> yeah, they're, I have, oh man, they're, I mean, they're just making like a fucking, like, uh, not a commune. What is it? A compound. A compound. They're gonna make like a compound. It's gonna yeah. be fucking. That being uh, said, <laughs> let's, let's keep a weird open mind, right? 
I think there – it sucks that so many compounds, so many – let's just say it, cults mm. have such a bad name because they do so many bad things. <laughs> because they ruin so many people's lives. Yeah. But, like, people helping people, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's why I was like, there's, there's a difference between a commune and a compound. Yeah. <laughs> compound is, is, is like the fucking branch of idiots. <laughs> like, we have yeah. a billion guns. But if you had a compound during the apocalypse, I wouldn't – I, blame I can't, you. can't blame you. Can't if blame it a, you. It was a, if it was a video game, I'd either try to be your friend or I'd kill every single one of you and for take, your loot. And but, take the compound for yourself. But, yeah, exactly. It's mine now. But yeah, good luck to the characters of this book. Hopefully <laughs> they figure it out. So Roper's still pretty sad. He doesn't think anyone was affected by what he said. So mm-hmm. he starts to pray and he starts to quote unquote hear quote unquote God's quote unquote voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just like having a conversation with yourself in your head right for like mm-hmm. come on uh he asked for some encouragement from god he's like listen yeah. man i need a, i need a little something i'm sad and chloe gives him a hug and he's like that's, that's all i need baby that's a sign. <laughs> uh we get two very stupid answers to prayer and uh yes section which is yes, really funny we do. uh the idea is that jesus was like yo be patient bro and then ray's like damn He's but, through me. Yeah, because like basically Rayford prays to God for guidance and even God is like, dude, you need to chill out. You need to uh, <laughs> stop trying to push this on Chloe. You're coming on a bit strong. Yeah. Yeah. You you've got to be coming on very strong when the Lord is even like, <laughs> uh, take it down a notch, buddy. I'm God. I'm already answering another prayer. Yeah, I'm pretty busy. Uh freaking she's gonna see a guy she's horny for, and that will make her a Christian. I got the whole thing set up. Yes, I have removed his free will. Yes. Sorry. Also, I'm pretty busy making sure that someone's sports team scores the appropriate <laughs> amounts right now and that somebody else finds a parking spot. So, yeah. you know. So, yeah, they get on their plane back to Chicago. Chloe is in first class. It's all very cool. Mm-hmm. Cut back to Buck. And he is so fucking excited <laughs> <laughs> to surprise Chloe this, on this plane. <laughs> this, this section is technically cute. I, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and it's, and it's bringing, dredging up memories of me being very into Buck and Chloe as a couple. What I read this. Like, obviously, it's just like, oh my God, like romance is happening. <laughs> Can romance bloom, bloom in the apocalypse? <laughs> Can rom- romance bloom in the tribulation? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a force. So be careful, gang. Love will find you anywhere. I think that might be, need to be our episode title. Can love, can love bloom in the tribulation? <laughs> um, yeah, so Buck is super psyched. He's like, okay, Chloe's already sitting there. I'm going to go sit beside her. And she's going to be like, oh, my God, Buck. Mm-hmm. Except for Chloe is, like, very turned against the window <laughs> and won't turn to look at him. Yeah. This was very funny to me, it, This was good. And I could feel myself uh, lowering my defensive because – my defense is because Buck go, starts to talk about how he's getting impatient. And I was like, oh, here we go again. I, I, but then yeah. I was like, you know what? No, that is a normal reaction. No, you gotta he's wait. Do, he's doing something silly. If this is like a normal yeah. time to be impatient because you're being a, a little scamp, and you're so it's like in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, yeah, you've already like th- just wait a little bit longer. She's gonna turn. Yeah, what if she never turned the entire flight? Though? Yeah, and the funny thing is that Buck is hit by a huge wave of uh, lethargy. Because he didn't sleep all night. And he's like, I'm going to fucking fall asleep. Because of the Lord. Die. Yeah, and then he was like, oh my god, I can't like fall asleep and let her discover me that way. I mean, it would be really funny if you fell asleep and she discovered him that way. Like, fuck, what the fuck? Like, what if they both like fell asleep on each other and then oh, woke man. up? Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be so cute. They're, they're kissing accidentally. Yeah, they're like grabbing ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inside you. <laughs> so when Chloe 
finally does notice him, Buck is like, their action was worth the wait. In on my version of the book, it was at the very bottom of the page, and I was like, that's a great place to put this. Like, Let me turn the digital page. <laughs> I just see what it was. And basically just she just like is like, oh, and like has her little hands up to her face, and then she clasps Buck's hand. Yeah, it felt very lifetime movie it did. to me, but you know She's like, oh Buck. Oh Buck. We're in <laughs> We're in a heightened emotional zone, so I've decided to lower my buck hate due to my Chloe love. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's a little more helpful because it, it is uh, quote unquote meet cute, I guess you'd say. But she's all ripped up because she felt kind of shitty for not uh, talking to her dad more. But it turns out she's like pretty close to the old Christian thing. And apparently she prayed and Buck was the answer to her prayers. And Buck was like... Let's go! I'm so in right I'm now. In. <laughs> but the, the, the way that he's answering to her prayer, because he's like, what? You prayed for me to sit beside you in the plane? Just like, She's like, no, no bitch. Don't dummy. say dumb shit. <laughs> uh, but basically, she, because she also was talking about like, well, I didn't really know if God would answer your prayers before you were saved, but I was, was just funny. like throwing one out there to see what would happen. I, I love the concept <laughs> of being like, God, I haven't, you know, said the words yet. I'm not saved. I'm pretty close. That being said, I would really like an yeah. IOU. Like, Please. can you can you put me alone? But yeah, so while Chloe's like explaining the whole like background of how it came to be that she prayed uh, and Buck was the answer to her prayer, she gets a little jab in against Hattie because she's starting yeah. to turn to the dark side now. Yeah. So she's got to be mean to Hattie as well. <laughs> uh, she said, so she's talking about how she was like upset about her dad, blah, blah, blah. And she says, Hattie was no help. She doesn't get it and maybe never will. All she cared about was trivial stuff, like trying to match make you and me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I not say that's so trivial, <laughs> but trivial? okay, okay. And this is the t- part I was talking about where a lot of Buck's difficulties from the beginning of this chapter are spelled out and worked through by Chloe in mm. this section. So it's basically, we see Buck have the problem, he doesn't solve it, but we see Chloe solve her own problem, basically, and the fact that uh, Buck is here mm-hmm. to bring her comfort when she prayed that she, she – it, it, it was kind of well-worded kind of where she's like, I just need someone, something good, someone near me in this tough time. Yeah, no, it was basically like – I thought it was a kind of like <sighs> – Almost was a cute little prayer, just being like, "Hey, man, I like not asking for a lot. Can you just like give me a little bit more?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm kind of struggling with this decision. Here. Uh, yeah, and especially like framed by, "I'm going through it," yeah. so a little bit of warmth just to exist to be really nice. And then God delivers your crush right to your plane seat right I mean, beside you. That's like a that's an all time dream right there. Man, that's that that was real cool of God to do that. If you're listening, God answers prayers, so. You know, try to keep it vague, but definitely, definitely try to be specific. God, I'm praying for a big titty goth girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and she talks about how, like, well, basically she asked God for a sign that he cared, and he gave her Buck. And she said, it's as if God knew better than I did, that there was no one I would rather see today than you. They met yesterday. They met yesterday. They met yesterday. They met yesterday, and uh, do you know what this reminds me of for a few reasons? This sounds like something that would happen on The Bachelor. <laughs> like, they also have known each other I for one day. I am so in love with I Buck am fa- W. I am falling in love with Buck W. <laughs> 
and and then they um they freak out because he goes on a date with another girl and uh <laughs> throws wine in someone's face and they get kicked off. That'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, Buck should date Hattie as a joke. As a bit. Like, to are, demonstrate worth. <laughs> like, listen, I got I got stuff going on. Yeah. Do the whole dentist system on Chloe. <laughs> I want that. So Chloe is finally like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm making the decision. I'm going to say the words. And she immediately starts pressuring Buck. Like, That's you so need funny. to do it now. <laughs> like, what What do you mean you're not ready? We could all fucking die. And then she's like, oh, but I, okay, all right, I got to stop this. I just pulled a my dad, yeah. which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, and then she sends a message to Rayford through a flight attendant that she had extremely good news for him. Cool. And then we get to Rayford, who is manually flying the plane because he's, he's bored. bored. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> I just feel like it. <laughs> just cause. Um, and at first he's not super excited when he sees Buck because he's like, oh, is this the, oh, shit. Is this is the, the news? Is the news that she's pregnant? Like, I'm fr- <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be very fast. Like he knows. But uh, Chloe's actually like, hey, can we talk for a minute? And this actually explains a, 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 a thing in the previous, like, paragraph that i was really confused about where chloe like turned around and was like <laughs> there are two empty seats and i'm like what are did, you talking did about the rapture happen again yeah i didn't know what was going on. i was like oh they're gonna like go talk in the yeah seats. this that was a surprisingly clunky setup yeah that was deliver. really weird i thought like why would they not just say like at the part like they go to two empty seats somewhere? it's written very very strangely it's efficient i would say I but it's very weird <laughs> i am not like it uh, so then we come back to Buck, who's observing them. Right. So instead of having Ray lead her through the prayer, I guess since we've already seen that before, which I'm very grateful for, because I didn't want to hear oh, it. Oh, thank again. Christ! Yeah, <laughs> I did not need to hear it again. Because they do that a couple times in these two chapters, where it's like, oh yeah, all that stuff you've already heard before. Yeah, they have to do a lot of yada yada yada, <laughs> yada, yada in yada. this one. <laughs> and now it's two hours later, but yeah. Uh, so they have a whole, like, emotional talk, and they pray together, and then they, like, stand up in the aisle and hug, and there's a very funny interaction <laughs> and a weird thing here, because everyone on the plane is looking at them like, what the, the fuck? fuck? They why, just get engaged? Why is the pilot hugging this, like, 21-year-old girl? <laughs> and the like, she's my daughter. The, then, but then there's a couple that's looking at them, and the woman says, right, and I'm the queen of England. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Because she's dead. Oh, see, I forgot. That's why they joked about that's wow, what, that's what the she joke was means. dead. I knew she was going to die. Yep. This is a sign mm-hmm. that Left Behind knew what was mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, yeah, Damn. I just think it's really funny that, that this lady on this flight was basically implying that the pilot was doing incest. Or <laughs> that the pilot was like had a, a young thing. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the vibe here was, hey, gang, this chapter's pretty fucking boring, right? We need yeah. a joke. Should we get a joke? <laughs> I get one joke in there. <laughs> what about a, uh, a horny one? Make everybody kind of clench their legs a little Make bit. Make people think about incest a little bit. You know, <laughs> something cool like Implied that. Implied incest. <laughs> Chapter 23. Ah! Yeah. Now, cut back to Buck. And he is – the whole reason he was going to Chicago in the first place is that he needs to go to the Global Weekly Chicago office. And he has a very weird interaction with Lucinda Washington's former assistant, which kind of broke my brain because basically the <laughs> like the assistant is like pissed when Buck shows up, and she's basically like, "Um, I kind of assumed I would just get Lucinda's job," <laughs> and Buck's like, "Uh, no, no." <laughs> but like, okay, a person who's an assistant to the head of a newspaper, like. 
Those are not the same jobs. Yeah. Like, this is, like, basically being like, well, if you're uh, a janitor, you can become the CEO. Like, (laughs) those are not, like, an assistant, like, being an administrative assistant is a whole different job. Very true. It's it's very silly. It's very weird. And I think it's just another excuse to belittle a woman. Like, seriously, that's exactly what, like, that's really what it feels like. Like, oh, this presumptuous woman who thinks that this job is just hers now. Up-jumped secretary. And Buck's like, fat chance, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and also, the book notes, like, everybody else in the office was happy to see Buck. Like, like, this one bitch is like, I want your job. She's a Jezebel. She's trying to grab power. We hate her for it. Yeah. Why don't you call Nikolai Carpathian SSD? Yeah. While you're at it. Yeah. I hope she comes up later and she's like in charge of ball torture. Yeah. She's like a hag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Buck uh, takes time to talk to everyone that's in the Chicago office and talk to them just like about their assignments, whatever. Mm -hmm. Then he asks every single one of them where they think Lucinda Washington is. They look like, where's Lucinda, you think? (laughs) Yeah, and uh turns out that over half of them are like, oh, she's for sure in heaven, but she's in don't, heaven. don't write that down. I don't want it to be on the record. I'm not a goddamn kook. Yeah, I'm not a kook. I'm normal. I'm normal. Don't. But I think she's out. in heaven. <laughs> like, but if you think she's in heaven. Aren't you a freak? Then don't you kind of believe in everything and maybe you should be getting your shit together? I think that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that isn't, like, why would you... Believe it, but then not want Believe anyone it. to say it. Yeah, they're not ready, I guess. I guess they they're not ready. I guess they're not ready. They're not ready, and they're not wanting to be lampooned in the journalistic integrity world, yada, yada. Yeah, I guess yada. that makes sense. Now we turn to the part of the chapter, which is the news. Hell yeah. <laughs> Finally, something happens. Buck is watching the news in the office, and I, and I think it's implied that like, everyone's kind of standing around watching yeah, the news. and it's sort of like, okay, the head of all these offices have big-ass like offices. Yeah. So he invites everyone in, and they all watch CNN. Which, I, again, I think it's hilarious that they like, actually talk about CNN. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think every other one, like, I don't know, organization is, like, fake. Mm-hmm. But they say CNN. Yeah. And I don't know what's up with that. I mean, like, are they making political commentary about CNN? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't I think they're just using know. something that we would Why know. don't they ever talk about Fox? Was Fox, I mean, I'm assuming Fox was a thing back then. I, I think know. so. So, yeah. <laughs> so, basically, uh, there's a lot of very intense Carpathia news happening. <laughs> Right now? It's basically everything they said that might happen soon. And it just happened. It just happened. Like, out of nowhere. Because remember when there was a whole conversation between Steve Plank and Buck? And Steve Plank is like, well, like, he could become the Secretary General. But he's asking for all this crazy stuff. So it's not going to happen. And the CNN reporter – well, actually, I'm getting slightly ahead of myself. Sorry. (laughs) Let me step back. First, we find out that the current UN Secretary General, uh, Nagumo from Botswana, is indeed stepping down. Which is what we were kind of told was going to happen, and it was interesting seeing it happen and how Nagumo kind of <laughs> reacted to it. Yeah, well, because the, the book makes very clear that, like, they show, like, Nagumo, like, making a statement about it, but, like, that his face is, like, what is, I remember, I don't remember how they worded his it. His eyes were downcast and but, his emotions were flat. Yeah, so basically he's doing, he's he's telling a little uh, speech, or not, not a speech, but like a prepared thing. Like, yep. he doesn't really feel this. He yeah. feels weird about it. He's like, my loyalties have been split between my home and Botswana, 
in here at the UN. But now that we have that beautiful, beautiful <laughs> grain maker. The formula. The formula. I need to go back to Botswana so that the UN can uh, have a, a, a leader that is 100% there. No. By the way, I think – Nikolai should do it. And who is the president of Romania, but... But his vice president's so good over there. He's, like, totally fine. Um, <laughs> so then the CNN reporter says, In only a matter of hours, every request Carpathia had outlined in an early morning press conference was moved as official business, voted upon, and ratified by the body. Within a year, the United Nations headquarters will move to New Babylon. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, the logistics here are absolutely crazy because what are you saying? the implication was this morning Nagumo left. Yes. And then said Carpathia should do it. Carpathia said, I don't want the job, but if you want to give me the job, you, hello, kitty cat. <laughs> if you want to give me the job, you have to do these insane things. Yeah. And they're like, okay. He was like, sure. And whatever you want. They move and vote on it. That quickly. Like that morning. That morning. Like That's how many not presidents possible. How many presidents did they like not call in order to get like, hey man, is it cool? Like, am I voting for the move to freaking Babylon? That's a little weird, right? Like, how are people in the well, I already know the answer to this, but I'm just gonna ask the question. How are people in this world not being like uh, this seems really shady. This is, seems like a coup yeah. on the UN. I think the closest that we get is one, they already have three cur- world currencies. So, right. So they're already, they, they're already on that slippery slope. Yeah. That, that pump is primed, as they say. Yeah. And two, it really just seems like Carpathia is good enough that when shit like this happens, they're like, hell yeah, baby. We and, just love him. And later later in the uh, chapter, Bruce Barnes does imply that the Antichrist has uh, mind powers. Yes, he does. So, so maybe that's what's going on. Right. He, he, maybe he's just giving them like wah, wah, wah yeah. eyes. Like, so <laughs> we, he's going to hypnotoad on everyone. <laughs> yeah, because we were very confused how any of this was working. And then explicitly how much magic does the antichrist have and according to bruce later in this chapter good amount very much good amount of magic good good amount lots of magic actually so not only will the un be moving to new babylon within a year within a month the un will make the change to having 10 permanent members and now i I think that we had kind of chatted before about like oh what's the deal with 10 it comes up in this chapter more because mm. supposedly the evangelical interpretation oh, right. of revelations is that the world will be split into 10 kingdoms. Mm-hmm. So that's setting things up. For Got it. That, that makes to sense. Happen. Got it. Uh, the reporter that's talking about all this is like, yeah, there's no guarantee that everyone's going to go along with the whole disarmament part of this. But hey, step but- one. But several ambassadors expressed their confidence in equipping and arming an international peacekeeping body with a thoroughgoing pacifist and committed disarmament activist at its head. Cool. Uh, this in it sucks. Like what? I feel like, they, like this is one of those. I just like put like longer words in there yeah. just to make it sound like liberal or late or something. Yeah, it's uh, the the news guy felt very fake. <laughs> what does thoroughgoing pacifist mean? I don't know. Like a thorough pacifist? Just like a super pacifist? A super pacifist? Uh, a, a pacifist that is just thorough and practicing? I don't freaking know. It is like a... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And when they say peacekeeping body again, we're talking about uh, an entity with weapons. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, when it comes to an army this size... In a world where no one else has armies, what are they going to do? And, like, the reporter does ask Nikolai, like, what his vibe is on, you know, this this one world army, really. Yeah. And he's like, well, ideally, think of how perfect the world would be because we could get rid of the UN's uh, arms and be completely – nobody will have weapons. No one will have It'll it. Be fine. So, like, the unspoken thing is everyone gives 90%. And, or destroys 90%, gives 10% and to the UN, and then the UN uses that 10% to make sure everyone yes. destroys 90%, gives 10%. do some enforcement. Right. Because, <laughs> like, it's easy to kind of, like, look at it both ways of, like, okay, well, of course the UN would need their army to stop, like, bad wars from happening, but, like, in this world, mm-hmm. everyone's going to disarm. That being said, too. Well, you know, they don't, not necessarily, though, I guess is the thing. Yeah. Theoretically, they will. But it's also pitched. The way it's pitched is like, this is going to happen, and yeah. we still need this 10%. It's well, like, this is confusing. Well, because it's the whole thing is like, he's being like, actually, people are like into this. Like, yeah. people are advocating for it. Yeah. Um, That's because there's no more Christians to. Exactly. Like, honestly, I kind of like have that point in a little bit. Um, so, uh, going even further down this path, uh, a reporter asked Carpathia if he would be cool with a one world religion and eventually a one world government. And Carpathia is like, hell yeah. <laughs> I um, love it. I have a cat baby. Yeah. And I'm holding like a baby. Yeah. He's he, purring he, and rubbing his face against my chin. And he was just like staring at Tim with so much <laughs> love in his eyes, like, daddy, daddy, I love you. He's a little freak. Daddy's trying to podcast right now, Laser. Laser doesn't purr loud enough for me to put him on the microphone, which yeah. makes me sad. Lucy does. Just but. know, just know that he's, he's truly, he is putting his mouth right up to Tim's face. Yeah. To- Carpet is totally into one world religion, one world government, all of it. Um, they mentioned that there are rumors that all those important groups that Carpathia is meeting with are also down with yeah. the one world government. Because this is the, the confab. So I, There's like five confabs. We don't even get the fucking confab. Like, I, <laughs> I don't feel like it's going to happen before this book ends. I thought Fuck. it was. But I'm gagging for this confab. I am gagging for the confab. I want to, I want to read about it. <laughs> um, but apparently they're into it. But Carpathia is all like, I would never be interested in the leadership position. I am so humble. Yeah, but I will use my power. Of of the UN to help be a servant to whatever needs they want. A servant leader. A servant the world. leader. So it, it's weird, like, to go into the whole vibe of, like, what does Nikolai think he's doing 
does he know? Like, it's possible. Several things are possible. He knows he's kind of an. I can't. Well, it's possible he knows he's the Antichrist and he's a deceiver and he's actively deceiving. Part of me thinks that's less interesting. Part of me thinks it's more interesting. I can't tell which. But at this moment, yeah. does he really want to? And then when he's challenged later on, is he going to break? Or is he literally being like, this is my way to become king of the planet? Yeah, I I need more info in like on what's going on in his head. Yeah. I just need to hear him talk more and I, say his reasoning on stuff. I guess there is a prequel series where Carpathia is a character. So <laughs> and the people a that have man <laughs> in Romania. The people that have talked to us about it say is they're weird. Kind of we'll eventually read them. We yeah. have to. It's it's our goal. It's our duty. Yeah, it is our goal. Yeah, we have we have to unfortunately read every piece of mm-hmm. Left Behind Media, and it's it's you know it's easy to think like wow they already finished the first book like this is all gonna be wrapped up pretty soon. Don't worry, there's a billion books, <laughs> and the other books are bigger and because and meteor because there's not just the books in the proper timeline. There's all the teen Left Behind mm-hmm. books too. So I and then there's ones that I think are war. Oh based, maybe so, I can't tell. I have to assume we'll be doing this until we die. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, people are into the whole like one world religion, one world government. Yeah, the people in the office with Buck are like, I love this. This actually. rocks, actually. Finally, can you believe it? We'll you, finally have freaking world peace. Isn't that great, guys? Yeah, like literally, someone's like, "This is the first time in years I felt optimistic about society," <laughs> and that made me laugh because I feel like we're currently in a place where I'm like, I feel very not optimistic about society. Uh, yeah, uh, so I would welcome like something, yeah, and not this. But though. part of me was like, "Is it that bad that the Antichrist is doing this?" You know, like if God wasn't up to his old tricks and bombing the planet with plagues, yeah, is this so bad? For him to make a one-world government? No. I mean, also, okay, like, the concept of a one-world government, for instance, in, like, the Star Trek universe, like, where there's multiple planets, like, if we ever got to a place like that, you probably would have a one – you'd have a something for to represent the whole world. So it's, I don't feel like the idea of that is necessarily inherently evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, You're I, saying that uh, using, Nikolai's preparing for the aliens. He's preparing for – the Vulcans to make first contact. <laughs> That'd be really funny if that's what he was into. And then when the devil like, shows up, he's like, fuck. I just love Spock. And he's like, are you Spock? And he's like, I'm the devil. I'm the devil, actually. <laughs> like, oh. Which is a thing that they joke about in the original series. Like, random, like, from the past people seeing Spock and being like, that's the devil. Really? Yeah, it comes up at least like once. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's got those pointy ears. Okay. <laughs> so. I guess. But, oh, while all this celebration and, like, happiness is happening, uh, Steve Plank gives Buck a call. And he wants to let him know <laughs> that Carpathia would like to invite him to join a very special meeting on Monday morning. It's like, cool, he's going to a big old press conference. No. Nope. <laughs> Nikolai's doing a meeting with the 10 permanent delegates of the Security Council, uh, along with some of his top people, and... Buck. Yeah, he because Buck is like, well, who from the press is he inviting? And Blank's like, get this, just you. Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> Why? And then it's really weird. And then Steve's like, no, he likes you. He trusts you. Also, can you bring Hattie? <laughs> it's so funny. And Buck says, what am I now? A pimp? And I'm laughing. <laughs> that, was, that was very funny. It's also really weird. Very weird. Because it's like, did you not give her like, did you not exchange numbers? You can't call her. 
Like, well, there was a whole thing. I think he's he gets very close to saying that. It's like, why am I do? Why would I do this? And he's like, he trusts you, and he thinks it'll be more appropriate. They've already introduced. They've already introduced each other. One it's time. more appropriate. And I, I bet yeah. Nikolai didn't get her numbers. Like, I don't give a fuck. That's probably true. I give my number. And now out. he's you like, can- damn it, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get laid. I Daddy horny. Daddy horny. <laughs> Please help me. Antichrist horny. <laughs> Yeah, he's obviously like, all right, this is going to be my girl. She's obviously, like, fully immune to God's, right. like, powers. She, so. she has uh, won her trials three by not becoming a Christian. So now yeah. she gets to become the bride of the devil. <laughs> That's really funny. I didn't know that came up so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty psyched to see. I, I want to see the Carpathia Hattie interactions pretty bad. Pretty badly. Uh, yeah, we... <laughs> we here are nervous because Buck is kind of starting to put things together and this is deeply weird. So he's just like, I guess I gotta be there, Steve. I'll see you on Monday. Like he can't, cause he can't, like he completely like ruin that relationship if he doesn't come. And I feel like he's at the point where he's like, well, I still need to like know what's going on. Yeah. And even from the Christian viewpoint, he is kind of on, he's not on the fence. He, he calls it on the line, which yeah. I think is a, He's about to step through the door. Yeah, it's not like he's, he's on gonna, the threshold. He's not going to fall into not being a Christian. He just needs a little, a little nudge a little push. to go forward. Uh, so now we jump back over to Rayford, who is so happy now. Yay. His little baby girl's going to heaven. Uh, Chloe wants to tra- join the core church group. Like yeah. immediately, she's like, "Let me in." She's in it. Put in me for in, a penny, coach. in for a pound. Which I guess makes sense. You know, what yeah. you do? if you find out you're the Harry Potter, you're going to do all you, the Harry Potter. You just got to do it. So yeah, so because Chloe wants to immediately jump into it, they go pay Bruce a little visit, and they talk about how shit isn't going to get very dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> I like that they, you know, outlined some of this before, but now they're explicit. Like, N- yeah, a lot of people are going to die, but it's mostly going to be Christians. Yeah, we're going to probably be martyrs. Yeah, because w- we are in danger of not just the same thing as everyone else out there, but... Also being shot because we don't take the mark of the beast. Because we're Christians. Because we're Christians. Now we're we're really getting into what like the various like prepper like evangelical folks are just like dying to happen. Mm-hmm. Like they are truly like, okay, I have to prep. I'm ready to die for God. Yeah. Which again is what my parents are doing. Yeah. They are donating Less guns to on their part. Mostly food to protect Israel. So yeah. they already in that mess. So mm-hmm. good good for them. Good mm-hmm. for the scammers out there and the prophets. Gotta give it up. So Bruce starts pondering and he's like Seems like we should have a, a special ops group in <laughs> the church. We need to run clandestine operations. And, and he and Bruce even says like doesn't Parvy want to jump into the battle? Yeah. And I actually I liked how Ray was like, uh, what? Maybe. But then Chloe's like, let's get fucking real. Oh, yeah. Chloe's ready let's to go. go. Do let's you have a gun? Go. Do you have a gun? So I'm just going to read directly a passage. From the, the spoken word? From the, sp- from, from the book. Rayford was intrigued, but not sure. Chloe was more eager. A cause, she said. Something not just to die for, but to live for. Hell yeah. Yes. A group. A team. A force, Chloe said. You got it. A force. Chloe's eyes were bright with interest. Rayford loved her youth and her eagerness to commit to a cause that, to her, was only hours old. And what is it you call this period, she asked. The tribulation, Bruce said. So you're a little group inside the group. 
a sort of green berets <laughs> would be your tribulation force. Capital T, lowercase <laughs> f. Yes. And then tribulation force, both capitalized, Bruce said, looking at Rayford and rising to scribble it on his flip chart. <laughs> He likes it, so that's how they name it. Tribulation Force. There we go, gang. Tribulation Force. Yeah, we finally got to it. We got to it. (laughs) I didn't remember that it's so quick and so specific like this. And that they compare themselves to the Great Berets. Yeah. (laughs) It's insane. It's like a – remember, this is a church in the suburbs of Chicago who have a core group of, like, old people and the main characters – and then they want to make – he literally says, I want to make a group. There's like some, you know, not like people that can't really uh, totally commit or they're not very smart or they're infirm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, calm down, Hitler. What are you talking right, we about? We don't want those in yeah. this group. <laughs> but we need to create a, a top tier, you know, special forces. And really funny because he like – he's, like we said, he's like not just preaching but like getting dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I have just seen they're going to be stockpiling guns and who knows what else. Yeah, I forget how all of it works, but, I mean, you got to defend yourself. You got to. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the thing is, they're all very excited about this concept of the Tribulation Force, but Bruce is immediately like, um, don't, don't be mistaken, it's not going to be fun. He says, it would be the most dangerous cause a person could ever join. Being a Christian is so dangerous, you so guys. True. So true. Oh my god. So true. This is why this is like freaking Christian wet dream. It is. Fiction. It's wish fulfillment because yeah. they're like, I want to be in a militia for the Lord and and be so uh, persecuted for my belief. Like they don't really think they're yeah. persecuted. Yeah. I mean, this is superhero shit. Yeah. This is truly what they want. And this is why all the like crazy like conspiracy theory like QAnon shit like folds in so well with this because they're already like prepping their bunkers and shit. Right. They're ready for this. It's like we know this is going to happen. We know this is true. And now we're ready for when the deep state yeah. does da, 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 da. Yeah, my basin is full of colloidal silver supplements, so I will be ready when the Antichrist comes. <laughs> I Ours is too. Super male vitality. That's what I like those listeners out there. What's up? <laughs> ours is <laughs> full of boner. that stuff too, but for completely different and non-crazy reasons. Don't be judgmental. Just really normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then Bruce gets into another fun thing, which I don't think we've have we talked about the mark of the beast yet? I don't remember. If we did, it was very briefly. Yeah. And he actually calls it the side of the beast. In my mind, I always say mark of the beast. It's mark of the beast is so much. It sounds cooler. sexier. It sounds way cooler. Uh, Tim, can you read here, uh, Bruce, explaining a little bit about it? There are all kinds of theories on what form this might take. From a tattoo to a stamp on the forehead that might be detected only under infrared light. But obviously, Wooders refuse to bear that mark so the the christians are already gonna be very persecuted and they're like oh hell yeah we're gonna be even more persecuted it's really funny because the way he pitches it isn't that bad per se i mean yes it's literally the mark of the antichrist and duh no christians can do it but then when you kind of get to the vibe of like Okay, we're gonna. This is how you pay for stuff. Well, yeah. So actually, let's like take a little sidebar and explain to the readers like what our perception of like the mark of the beast, like what that means. So one, yeah, you go ahead. My understanding was that if you 
get the mark of the beast, you cannot go to heaven. Yes. And I believe that's explicit in this book. Yeah. Series as yeah. well. So like the whole thing of like, but like if it's a thing they're like forcing you to do because, but because of thought, uh, the thinking is that you will need the mark of the beast to like buy or sell anything, to do anything. Yeah. So like on the base level, it's like you have to do it and you have only in the book, kind of does it of like you have a certain amount of time to do it. Yeah. And then after that, it's illegal not to have it. And on top of that, you can't even – that's how like you do all your commerce or whatever. Yeah. So they scan your barcode or whatever and that's how you're able to pay for things. When you were a, a youth at church, like how did you envision what the Mark of the Beast looked like in your mind? Yeah, I mean – Early on, it was just a freaking, like, 666 well, before. Well, that's what I was going to say, because I feel like the pictures that I would always see in, like, the tra- like the chick tracks and stuff were just, like, a 666 on someone's forehead. Yeah, and I think the way that Bruce is explaining it here is both it, – it's probably more, like, subdued than I expected. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get more into it later. Because it's like, okay, well – He's gonna have like a tattoo or stamp, yeah. Uh, but we'll refuse it. No big deal. So also, but it's like, bro, the fact that you even think that it, you bring up the fact that it could be an infrared like tattoo is so funny. Well, and also then <laughs> there's another school of thought, um, a little more recent, where people are like, they'll put chips inside of you, yeah, and that's why people are like. Don't take the vaccine. They're putting the chips in you, and it's the mark of the beast. Yeah, because I think now we. Put, we, we have evolved as a species and we have the internet, we have credit cards, we have Bluetooth. Yeah. So if there is a, uh, something like this and in commerce is so tied to it, it would have to have some sort of technological, uh, uh, capabilities. Yeah. But. There's, I mean, it doesn't have to be. It's like go to Target and then you show them your sick tattoo. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I got it. Um, I also, I recently watched The Omen, the original Omen for mm. the first time. And I'm very, and I actually need to do some research on this. I am convinced that Tim LaHaye watched it and was like, oh, I'm taking this shit. <laughs> and I feel, and I don't know how The Omen was um, received by like evangelical Christians when it came out. I kind of feel like they maybe were like, this is evil and bad, so I'm not going to watch it. So, my like deep conspiracy theory is that Tim LaHaye's like they won't know about this. I'm just gonna steal it because because in it, Damien the mm-hmm. the Antichrist child, good name, has like a, a mark on his head, like under his hair that's six six six, and it's like oh shit, he's the devil. Is it like a birthmark? Yeah, it's like a birthmark, like scar looking situation. There's a lot of stuff that is like overlap that I really am like. Were they both taking from a similar thing? Yeah. Or to left behind steal these concepts of the Antichrist? I remember the you Omen. talking to me about it. And at first, I was like, well, you know, I mean, they're coming from similar source material, of course. And then you said some other things. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah the, there was some of it was like very specific. We should probably just like, we should do an episode where we watch the Omen, actually. Sure. In other Antichrist based media. Yeah. T- t- give not us- the movie The Antichrist. That's not about the Antichrist. I don't know. I've never even heard It's of about it. Willem Dafoe's big dick. I'm interested in watching it, though. So, yeah. But I, I look forward to talking more about The Mark of the Beast as it continues to yeah. come up. Like, this is this is the, like, shit that I wanted. This is why I started this podcast. Yeah. It's talk about this shit. Legitimately interesting and kind of cool, but also scary. So, Buck finally makes it over to visit Bruce Barnes. At this point, uh, Chloe and Rayford are gone. Right. Um, he goes to see them. Uh, go, he goes to see Bruce in the early evening, and, Br- and Buck is freaking the fuck out. <laughs> He's like head in his hands in his car, like, oh, God. I'm going to shoot my pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
They go in, and I do, I love that Bruce is just like, I don't have time for bullshit. I'm just going to get right into it. <laughs> like, I don't know how to be nice. I live for like, this. Uh, and, and Buck admits to him, he's like, listen, man, I'm not here on official business. Like, I'm here for me. Yeah, like, like I probably won't even use anything that we talk about yeah. in my my freaking write-up. So let's just let's just get real. Yeah. Let's get raw. What about when two dudes get real with each other? Let's get two, raw for the Lord. Two dudes who are around the same age. Just be yeah, being so open and Stand raw. Stand up all night and being raw. Yeah. That's that's the good shit. Uh they tell each other each of their life stories, blah blah blah. This is where there's a lot of yada 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 happening. Because yeah. yeah. we're like, all right, we already know this. Um and when Buck tells Bruce <laughs> about the whole like Israel situation, Bruce is like I can see that God is trying to get your attention. <laughs> it's very funny. And RIP to all those Russian pilots. Yeah. But Buck needed to get saved. Yeah, you guys were assigned to Buck. And yeah. now you're in hell, I gotta assume. <laughs> you should have not done what you what? did. Were there any of those pilots that were Christian? No. What about Russian Orthodox? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, so Bruce and Buck are talking for like quite a while. And Buck's like, oh, I don't want to like keep you from anything. <laughs> Bruce is like, don't worry, I don't have a family anymore. I'm a widow. <laughs> I don't care. I'll talk to midnight. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I keep my own hours. I'm a little freak. Ooh, uh, that was very funny. Yeah, that made me laugh a lot. And then Bruce spends the next several hours giving Book a Crash Course on prophecy in the end times. Cool. Oh, I want to be there. I want to hear. I want to see him like his fucking Bibles, <laughs> underlines, and like post-it notes. In it's it. so goofy that they call it prophecy because it's like you're not prophesying. You're just literally being like – well, it says here in Revelation that this is going to happen, so that's probably why that big scorpion has you. Yeah, this is – honestly, this is the same as tarot and astrology. It's just <laughs> like – because you just make it make – you just make it work. Yeah. Like – and I actually I'm, – I'm saying that not even in a bad way. Like I, I actually really like tarot, not because I think it's magic, but because I think it's a good way of making you think about things in a yeah. different way. And that is a, a good reason for religion to exist. But – Yeah. Hmm. But some things are treated in one way and some are treated in another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one's going to shoot you on the tarot side, but. Yeah. You might get shot for doing tarot. I can see that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so once Bruce really gets down into the whole Antichrist stuff, Buck's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Because like, uh, Bruce is all like, well. He, you know, he, he's going to rebuild the temple and he's going to make a pact with Israel. And meanwhile, Buck is like probably like in his brain. He's like checking off check, the checklist. Check, check. And he's <laughs> even like, did you watch the news today? Because he's like, well, maybe Bruce is just pulling a fast yeah, yeah. line. And, and Bruce is like, what? No. No, I, I <laughs> eat a Taco Bell between meetings. <laughs> I've just been busy uh, doing like, the Lord's work. Guess what? <laughs> All the shit's happening. Like, oh no. Yeah, so so that makes it even tougher because Buck's like, I can't even like pretend like he just like made it up. Like yeah. it just happened. But the, to me, the weird thing is it's so fast and so specific that like even atheists would be like, isn't that that's what's in the fucking Bible? It's like right there. Right there. <laughs> I know it's in the weird parts, but this is like the explicit parts in the weird parts. So yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that is a, actually that is a pretty weird. You would think they would like draw, you would think they would draw it out more, but that would be a better written book. Yeah, <laughs> that's or, not what we have. Yeah, move it to New Babylon, like Georgia or something like that. It's like, see, we got you, prophecy. We're, that would actually make a thousand percent more sense. But no, they obviously it's like, no, no, they had to be in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, once Buck kind of explains everything, Bruce is like, oh yeah, he definitely sounds like the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because like a few days ago. People are like, 
Could it be Nikolai? And like, I don't know, man. No, there's he no pretty way. great. And now he's like, yeah, he has to be he, it. Which is fair. He very much seems like the Antichrist. Yeah. And Bruce reminds Buck, he says, the Antichrist is a deceiver. And he has the power to control men's minds. He can make people see lies as truth. Whoa. And this also feels extremely like uh, a a tenet of evangelical Christianity. The whole like, well, it will seem like this, but it's actually this. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's like a Bible verse like about that. Yeah. And I can't quite tell if it's literal magic or if it's just my man is so charismatic. Yeah, his his charisma is like Mm -hmm. super, super high. He's like a lawyer. But the way that Bruce freaks out Or he's literally doing like MK Ultra shit on everyone. (laughs) The way that Bruce freaks out makes it seem like it's absolutely devil magic. Yeah. Because when Buck tells Bruce that he got an invite to hang out with Carpathia on Monday, Bruce has like a panic attack. Like, don't don't, do it! Don't go there. Don't do it. You have to say no. Can you, Tim, can you actually just read the quote from him? I have no authority over you, but let me plead with you, warn you about what happens next. The Antichrist will solidify his power with a show of strength. If he is the evil one the Bible speaks of, there is little he does not have the power to do. I warn you not to go there without protection. <laughs> Which is in Buck's like, uh, you mean like a bodyguard? And he's like, yeah. But like. But also, you know what is the best protection? <laughs> Being saved. The Lord. <laughs> Turn chair around. Hey, kids, you know what the real the bodyguard is? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> he's like, listen, dude, like, I'm not joking around. This dude is, like, the Antichrist. So, yeah, and, and he's got, like, mind powers and shit. And the so. fact that he says there's little he does not have the power to do, it's like, whoa, he can fly. <laughs> and then again, once again, makes me be like, why did God let him be so powerful then? <laughs> like, if he can do almost everything God can't, like. Yeah. God should have not done that. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Simply hit it, kill him with a large rock. <laughs> so far, he's not that different from, like, your your Nexiums, your... Yeah, he's... Oh, no, now I'm thinking about Keith Raniere, Antichrist. Very scary. Yeah, your lawyers, your politicians, where... Your schmarmy they, dudes. They all do this stuff, but, it, it, you know, if you have the added layer of he runs with the Illuminati... That's dangerous. Yeah, And Buck's basically like, oh, I don't think he's going to hypnotize me, which made me be like, is he going to hypnotize is, Buck? Is that, <laughs> that going to happen? I feel like, Please? I feel like it's possible. And, and, and again, I have like a whisper of a memory of how this book ends. Like when there's obviously going to be a meeting. Uh, so who knows? I don't remember at all, but I hope. He throws someone off a building. Oh my god! I need. I've got to see some Antichrist kills like yes. very soon. I need yes. to see it. Uh, so then, then Bruce tells Buck all about the tribulation force. More yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buck's super into it. Though. It's really funny because Buck is like, "All right, I'm I'm close. I just need to you know come to my own time." And Bruce is like, "Seems like a bad idea, but I get it." And Buck's like, "Well, can I come to your super special meetings?" He's like, "No." no. And like, "Well, can I come to church?" He's like, "Sure," yeah. but you're just gonna hear the same shit. Like, oh. I think that was kind of. I, I can kind of understand why he responded that way. Yeah. Because to him, it's like, this is a way for Buck to keep dra- dragging the decision out. Yeah. So he's just like, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. Like, you already have all the information you need. Yeah. It was, it caught me off guard in a very blunt way, but that's a, a good way to look at it. I feel like Bruce Barnes is very blunt. Like, mm-hmm. his whole deal, which kind of makes me like him. Um, <laughs> it, But when Bruce is telling Buck all about the tribulation and Forrest, Buck's all like, 
Oh, like that makes me think of when I was a young journalist standing up to oppression, bigotry, and checks notes, big government. <laughs> yeah, the, the three Bs. They're three all Bs. equally bad. <laughs> yeah. I just like that, that was a very cause because I feel like the book is sort of like portraying Buck as kind of like a liberal mm-hmm. dude. So just being like against big government. Maybe I mean maybe Buck's a libertarian. I don't know. Yeah, he gives me big libertarian. Vibes, <laughs> he does have big libertarian. Vibes. Unsure what the vibe was in nineteen ninety five. Different. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm not like those Southern Republicans. Yeah, I'm like those other Republicans. <laughs> in this section yeah buck's not allowed to go to the special group meeting but bruce gives him a bible hey and then we get a very small section which actually like i'm like this almost feels like it's from chloe's perception yeah like this is not rayford talking because it's not even like there's a person that i don't know i thought this section was like interesting to me because i was like wait whose viewpoint is yeah it kind of like pulls back and then you know the next day the core group enthusiastically and emotionally welcomed its newest member Chloe Steele. I think it is from Rafer's point of view, and there is some like parts I felt like Rafer was proud about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, it's, it's special. I'm glad they give Chloe that little bit. Well, because, yeah, because, uh, in this meeting where everyone's like, welcome Chloe to the Christian group, um, Bruce kind of talks about, but without like saying who it is, like, oh, I met with a young man, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And Chloe knows it's about him. And it says that she, she starts quietly crying and praying for his soul, which that's the part made me think it's not from Rafers is like, how would he know if she's like praying inside of her head? Sometimes they don't follow their own rules. Um, oh no, actually, you know what? I might be wrong because it says the sentence actually says, Chloe cried silently as the group prayed for his safety mm. and for his soul. So the whole group is praying. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so fine. It's from Rafers. I just really wanted it to be like, oh, now it's Chloe's point of view for like a second. She gets the epilogue. I really hope she gets a viewpoint in the next book. I I I don't remember if she does. Yeah. Or if it's just like she's with Buck. I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like she does, but I'm not positive. Yeah. Then, because yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got a pilot, you got a freaking journalist flying everywhere. Yeah. You got to be able to have another you got person. A girl. You got a girl <laughs> that needs to organize the cans and the bullets. Yeah. So but that's the, that's the end of this uh, chunk of chapters. Two more chapters left. Two more chapters left, and we're and fucking then we're done. done. A lot of salvation in these chapters. Yeah. Could have done with less of that. Yeah, a little boring on little that part. A little boring. I mean, they gave us a little kissy with Nikolai Carpathia being like, uh, well, my religion, I'm in charge of the UN now. Yeah, my dude holding <laughs> up the actual Christian Bible and, like, doing checklists of, like, all right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going like, to do that. Because well, it also says in uh, this book that the Antichrist is this, so better do that. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, they do the prophecy in like a weird way. It's like, why'd that happen? It's like, okay, this time just feels so explicit. Yeah. He's doing what the Bible says is bad. That being said, you know, we're taking the book's word for it that it's in black and white when it's entirely possible that it's just a weird run-on sentence that, yes. about all the bad shit this guy's doing. And, Absolutely. You know, it's like he's he's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a nothing master. He's a cheat. <laughs> He moves to Babylon. Yeah. You know, it's like his way of being called a motherfucker. Right, right. That's, I, again, yeah. The whore of Babylon. He sups on the feet of righteousness. Yeah. I don't trust any evangelicals interpretation of Revelation, like, at face value. Cause, yeah. Well, because the other thing is that evangelicals believe in, like, the literal trueness of the Bible and, and, like, a way that they approach, um, exegesis which is like interpreting biblical texts is 
basically to always take it at face value mm-hmm. unless it cannot possibly be taken at face value. Mm-hmm. So because the Bible is not written like that, <laughs> they are taking things at face value. It's like this is clearly like meant to be like an allegory yeah. or an allusion to something. Which is so maddening because you have so many people who exist that like know like a certain – I don't know, the Old Testament. I don't know. What was the Old Testament for is the Old Testament? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't the Old Testament and there are certainly people that – you know, study it and, and follow it today. Yeah. So it's just baffling that they, they take the New Testament to throw out the Old Testament, but they keep the Old Testament. Right. It, when they Sometimes. need it. But they exactly. also say that every bit of the Old Testament is fine, but it's like, but you're literally told that this was written in this context. And, and, and disregard these parts of like it. Like the part Jesus where did. Jesus lets you eat lizards and shit now. <laughs> I get that. I get the parts that's like, okay, I'm coming to fulfill the law. Therefore, we can change these things. I get that being different. But like, why is it so bad that the – I guess it's like that whole – if you introduce any doubt. So like if, you, you, if like yes, any of this yes. is a morality play, then all of it is. But it, yeah, it's – Then you can't make people like not be gay. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, so much of that weird shit comes from – the strangest places in yes. the Bible. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, when I was trying to be a cool Christian for a little bit, it was when I was being like, yeah, the Bible <laughs> is fake. Or, <laughs> you know, like, the, it's just uh, Jewish people believe that, like, they don't actually believe that Adam and Eve existed. Right. You know, and all that fun stuff. And meanwhile, like, no, you can't do that. Well, and, and I think I've brought this up before, but I think Judaism has much more of a culture of, like, studying the text and being like, well, this person says this, but this person disagrees and they think this. And so it's much more, like, let's all, like, interpret this. Like, yeah. everyone can interpret it and there's different valid interpretations. And it's like tarot reading. <laughs> Whereas, like, evangelical Christianity is like, oh, there's a right interpretation. There yep. is one. Who cares and, if it's changed? Yeah. Whatever's the most new yeah, is the right one. That's the correct way. And, and everyone needs to agree on it. Yeah. And even if there's things that we came up with that were bad hundreds of years ago, cause yeah, I mean, we, we got to do a eventually over the years, just like a history of the church, you know, like oh, a, yeah. a quick uh, brush through. Cause we yeah. already talked about doing how the Bible was born. Um, but yeah, there's, it's so weird the more I, I learn about it. Cause I've learned it a lot, but you, you kind of learn, um, selectively in in Christian schools and in Christian college where I yes. learned even more. But like still, it's still very selective and it's very strange how like it like grew in fits and bursts. I mean, it's very overwhelming, mm-hmm. like the amount of knowledge there is about it. I mean, like I like even studied this stuff in school and I'm still like, man, I don't, I don't remember. Like, I don't know. I mean, mostly because I was doing Hebrew Bible. So I like wasn't studying like New Testament, like yeah. early church. Like, I don't know that stuff as You much. should have studied that for the podcast. I should have. I should have gone. Yeah. I, I, I messed up in several ways. In the I past. should have been a communications major, even yeah. though everyone made fun of it. Yeah. But I should have done it because that would have been good for me. It would have been good for you. Fuck. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our penultimate Left Behind book one, the novel of the Earth's final days. <laughs> uh, uh, we uh, are so excited to be able to finish this first book and then branch out into all the other cool, fun things. I think we're also going to, in between books, maybe like – I think we might watch the first Left Behind movie with Kirk Cameron and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Might do some weird stuff in between. I, I would also kind of like to – 
dig a little bit more into like the overall revelation stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think maybe some sort of a context episode would be For good. Sure. And, uh, you know, uh, plans on releasing the Patreon sometime after we finish. Cause once we got close to the end, it was like, Hey, like, uh, let's wait. use yeah. the finale of the book and the middle time. You can to- listen to the whole uh, first book podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but thank you again so much for giving of your time and downloads. If you, are listening on an app that has reviews, please give us a five-star rating and reviews. Well, the devil's up his old tricks he trying is. to keep us down. Us independent content creators need all the help we can get. And since you can't give us 666 stars, why not just give us five? Five is the closest to six. <laughs> That's the closest to six, six, six. Yeah, and the closest to seven, which is uh, the Lord's number. That's true. If the, if it's a ten point scale, do ten though. Yeah, do ten. Do ten. Do ten. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Trib Farce Pod, Instagram at Trib Farce Pod, or go ahead and email us at tribulationfarce at gmail dot com. We always, 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 always love hearing your specific takes on this because, as we've said many times. This is based on such a personal yes. reaction to Christianity, a personal reaction to death, the end times, all those things. So even if you went to a very, what you consider normal church, uh, for your location, you don't see anything too, you know, traumatic, let us know. Yeah. And I, and I want to say too, yeah, people have reached out with different info and I am sorry if I haven't responded to you. I've been like struggling with <laughs> like being, uh, online and stuff. So Weird. I have read the, I promise you I've read it and appreciated it, even if I did not, yeah. uh, respond back. I feel like people that have been along the ride with our content yeah. understand that we're kind of, dirt goblins when it comes to things like that which is why I try to uh, uh, thank everyone yes, as much as yes, I can exactly. since I'm so bad at like responding to emails well like for instance someone had uh, tweeted at me like oh you were talking about like the different books in the bible and like them being maybe written to different people than we thought and like tell me more about that and I, I was like that's a great question I don't know all that all the top of yeah. my head very well so I don't feel like I can that feels like a whole episode yeah, that's, it is something that I wanted to get into I think I was talking about like church history stuff I feel absolutely. like that would be worth it to do absolutely. some digging on it so. cool beans you can follow me on twitter at Tim Lanning you follow Jennifer on Twitter at Jennifer Cheek. Any other plugables? Um, you know, just our other podcasts. You yeah. know, listen to Greetings Adventures. Do it. Listen to Naruto Review to uh, Naruto. The House of the Dragon mm-hmm. Game of Thrones prequel show was actually really good, and we just released the finale that uh, Jennifer. I joined for the finale. It was yeah. fun, uh, and also Dear Internet. Dear Internet's There's great. So many podcasts. You're gonna love it. Uh, cool. Well, until next time, better have your protection. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.